This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. I want to begin reading in John chapter 10, the gospel, according to John chapter 12, I'm sorry, chapter 12, and I'll begin reading at verse 12. I'll read verses 12 and 13. John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13 read this way. The people in Jerusalem heard that Jesus was coming there. These were the crowds of people who had come to the Passover festival. They took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet Jesus. They shouted, praise him, welcome. God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God bless the king of Israel. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, beginning to read at verse 36 through verse 40. It reads this way. As he rode along, people were spreading their coats on the road as an act of homage before the king. As soon as he was approaching Jerusalem, the entire multitude of disciples, all those who were or claimed to be his followers, began praising God, adoring him enthusiastically and joyfully with loud voices for all the miracles and works of power that they had seen. They were shouting, blessed, celebrated, and praised is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. And peace in heaven and glory and majesty and splendor in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples and tell them to be quiet. Jesus replied, I tell you, if these people keep silent, the very rocks will cry out. The Bible says that the whole multitude, a large number, the majority lifted their voices in praise. But the Pharisees were in the crowd, but were not joining in. They were right there in the midst of the loud, exuberant, victorious, demonstrative praise where the people were throwing their coats down, throwing their cloaks down, throwing their prayer shawls down, throwing their palm branches down. But they arrogantly refused to worship and self-righteously disdained the worship of others. I was thinking about it. What kind of heart has a closed mouth and folded arms during an opportunity or better yet, a privilege to praise and worship our Lord? Jesus was like, no, no, no. I can't stop them from praising because if I stop them from praising, the very rocks will cry out. My sermon title for today is Sacrifice of Praise or a Supercilious 
posture. A sacrifice of praise or a supercilious posture. My main thrust is I won't let the rocks cry out for me. Woohoo! I won't let the rocks cry out for me. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says, therefore by him, let us continually over and over and over offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present P-R-E-S-E-N-T, present or present. P-R-E-S-E-N-T, present or offer your bodies, listen, as a living sacrifice, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. As I was coming into the things of God and growing in the things of God, this, I'm just being transparent right here. As I was growing and coming into the things of God and getting more revelation, I personally, I'm just going to talk about myself. I personally thought that a sacrifice of praise was when I worshiped and I didn't really feel like it. Worship when I didn't feel like it, or maybe I worked late that day, or maybe I had <clears throat> a heavy workload or a heavy homework load, or maybe I wasn't feeling well in my body, or maybe I was really, really going through something. So I considered it a sacrifice to praise God, like I was doing him a favor. Come up in here with me, somebody. I needed to learn that my praise cannot change an immutable God. My praise does not change God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But my praise can change me, can change my situation, can change my circumstances, can change my outlook. Let's learn about this sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice is defined as an offering or an oblation or a, a, benef a beneficence, beneficence. Uh, it's, a, it's a sacrifice and it comes from the word, the Greek word, thusia, 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 and thusia comes from the root word thuo, which means to kill or slaughter, for the purpose of offering it to God. Ooh, that's good. So in praise and worship, you kill, destroy, annihilate everything within you that is not pleasing to God. I'm still talking about a sacrifice of praise. You slaughter anything that would hinder God from hearing from you and you from hearing from God. Remember this right here. Sacrifice is the most pivotal 
central part of God-centered worship. Sacrifice is the most pivotal central part of God-centered worship. A sacrifice of praise or a supercilious posture. Supercilious means to be haughtily disdainful or contemptuous. It means to have cocky, uppity, snooty disregard. And here's a Pastor Andrea-ism. Yes, I said a Pastor Andrea-ism. If you can't see the necessity in praising God, then you just plain old super silly. Super silly. Super meaning extreme, excessive, to the nth degree. Silly means absurd, ridiculous, irrational, weak, void of good sense, foolish, and downright stupid. A sacrifice of praise, a supercilious posture, or a super silly person. Would you come up in here with me and help me preach this thing today? Offering a sacrifice of praise is really an intelligent choice. You know, our, our lives are choice driven. It's an intelligent choice. And my goal is to teach you how to intelligently, not just emotionally, but intelligently loose your faith. You need to loose your faith into the supernatural realm so that it can go in and extract everything that you have need of. Even in crisis, I will bless the Lord at all times. Even in sorrow and pain, faith is the victory. Come on. This is not an event. This is a lifestyle. Again, I'm just wondering what kind of heart plays, jokes, talks, sit with a closed mouth and folded arms during an opportunity or better yet, a privilege to praise and worship our God. Remember, sacrifice is the most pivotal and central part of God-centered worship. The Bible speaks of true worshipers in John chapter four, verse 24 which says, but the hour is coming and now, remember faith is now, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So if there are true worshipers, that leads me to believe that there are counterfeit worshipers. Those who appear authentic, but are just going through the motions. Just going through the motions. Something counterfeit looks real, but it's not real. It looks real. We've learned everything that glitters ain't gold. It looks real, but it's not real. A counterfeit gives the illusion of genuineness, but it's an imitation. It's a fraud. It's a 
fake. It's two-faced, phony, pretentious. It's a cheap knockoff. Counterfeits. Come in here with me. True worship can't be reduced to just a mere ritual. Two, two fast songs and a slow song. It cannot be reduced to a custom, to a formality, to a tradition, or just going through the motions. True worship comes from attributing worth and value to God out of a pure heart. A pure heart and enforced obedience. Nobody else has to enforce it. You have to enforce your own obedience. Just like the Pharisees, just like the enemy, both of them had the same goal to superciliously silence the tongue of the worshiper. The enemy's goal, the Pharisees' goal, was to superciliously silence the tongue of the worshiper, of the worshiper, of the worshiper. According to one of the um, Barna studies, one of the Barna studies, 51%, you heard me right, 51, more than half, 51% of North American Christians have attributes and actions more like the Pharisees than Christ. Oh, 51% of Christians have more attributes like the Pharisees who wanted to superciliously silence the tongue of the worshiper. 51% have the attitude and the actions of the Pharisees and not Christ. Yeesh, that's a staggering statistic. And we need to examine ourselves. The attitude or characteristics of the Pharisees is self-centered, not sacrifice-centered, self-justifying and other-condemning, prideful, uncompassionate, pretentious, self-righteous, and supercilious. How you gonna tell Jesus to stop the people from work that you how are you pharisees how are you gonna tell jesus to tell the people to stop praising and stop worshiping <laughs> that's just flat out super silly super silly the bible tells us to make a joyful noise unto the lord it also says bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits. So if God's people will not praise him, the rocks will. I won't let the rocks cry out for me. May I remind you of Aaron and his sons, Nadab and Abihu, who were extensively, extensively trained by Moses, trained by Moses to the minutest detail on how to offer a sacrifice of worship to God. They learned that when God is well pleased with the sacrifice, that the glory of the Lord will consume the sacrifice 
with fire. That's in Leviticus chapters 8 and 9. They knew this. They learned that down to the minutest of detail, I could go scripture by scripture to show you. They knew, they knew, they knew, they knew. They were not ignorant. Having no knowledge. They were not ignorant, but rather indolent. Indolent, meaning slothful, sluggish, and idle. And they were insolent, insolent. They were arrogant, prideful, disrespectful, out of line, and completely out of order. They knew better. They were not ignorant. They were indolent and they were insolent. They knew better, yet they still offered God with what was strange, irreverent, and profane. Their sacrifice, because remember when God is pleased with the sacrifice, he consumes it with fire. Their sacrifice was not consumed. They were. Woo! They were. The sacrifice that they gave, it was, it was irreverent, it was strange, it was profane. God ain't got to take that. So he rejected it. So instead of the sacrifice being consumed with fire, they were. They were totally consumed by fire. Today, you may not literally be consumed, but maybe, perhaps, possibly, Consumed with problems, habits, consumed with lust, consumed with ailments, consumed with issues. Come on. Sacrifice of praise or a supercilious posture. The Bible says all those people released a loud earth shaking, unbridled, unapologetic, thunderous, ferocious roar of praise. And it annoyed the Pharisees. They were livid. They were right there in the crowd, but they would not worship. And they superciliously disdained the worship of others. I'm still talking about a sacrifice of praise or a supercilious posture. Listen, in the midst of everything that we're facing, everything that we're going through in, in the position of not knowing and, and we, we're in the middle of this thing. In the middle of all of it, by faith, you've got to release a loud earth-shaking, unbridled, unapologetic, thunderous, ferocious war of praise. If we were at DFC right now, they'd have on the screen a lion roaring. Come on, you've got to release that praise. Don't you dare hold back in that praise. Do you know your head will pop off your shoulders? You can't hold a praise like that. God is worthy. To be praised. My God, slow down, girl, slow down. In the midst of everything, I understand we're in a place that we've never been before, but that's even the more reason that we ought to release a ferocious roar, a ferocious roar of praise. 
Are you listening to me? The Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may destroy. Well, why is he roaring? He wants to scare you. He wants to call your bluff. Come on. Don't you dare let the enemy's war scare you out of yours. Come on. You better release a loud, earth-shaking, unbridled, unapologetic, thunderous, ferocious war of praise. Come on. May I remind you that you are anointed. Yes, you are. You're anointed for such a time as this. God could have birthed you at any other era in a in time. You could have been back in Moses' day. You could have been back in, in the slave days. But God had you right here and right now because he knew that you were anointed with burden-removing, yoke-destroying power. And may I also remind you that you are impervious. You are impervious Unable to be affected by untouchable, impenetrable, incapable of being injured or impaired, incapable of being influenced or persuaded or affected by the devil. You need to get a revelation that the devil is a defeated foe. I said the devil is a defeated foe. He's no match for God. And check this out. He ain't no match for you. Oh, good God Almighty. He ain't no match for you either. Oh, I said a thing right there. Your sacrifice of praise is your expression of trust. I will trust you. Come on. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. We got to trust him. And again, I'll trust him. And again, and again, and again, and again, I will trust God. Would you come in here with me? Come on, would you shout amen right there? Say hallelujah. Put something, write something in the comments. Your sacrifice of praise is your expression of Lord, of, of love to the Lord. Come on. It is your way when you worship the Lord. It's your way of saying, Father, I love you. I love you, Lord. Yes, I do. Come on. Your sacrifice of praise identifies the condition of your heart. What's the condition of your heart? Come on. Are you gripped with fear or are you supercilious? It just don't take all of that. Come on. What is the real condition of your heart? Maybe you need to forgive. Come on. Forgiving is an is a act of faith. You ain't got to feel nothing. Come on. I said forgive. I said I didn't say you had to go back and kiss anybody on the mouth. But you do have to forgive. Ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive and give come on in here your sacrifice activates the blood of jesus the healing cleansing delivering blood of jesus what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of jesus your sacrifice of praise puts you out of the devil's reach Come on, you remember maybe your big brother or your big cousin, they would put something up in the air and you could, you were trying to jump up and you were trying with all your might. You took a running start and everything to try to jump up and grab it, but they kept it out of your reach. Come on, your sacrifice of praise puts you out of the devil's reach. He can't do nothing with a child of God that will offer a sacrifice of praise. 
please get a revelation that your sacrifice of praise is pivotal. We used to sing in that old traditional church, and I still sing it to this day. Listen, I don't, I don't put my nose up at the stuff that brought us over. I thank God for that. In the name of Jesus, I thank God, and I still sing the old songs. We used to sing, um, His name shall be praised. His name shall be praised. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. His name shall be praised. Woo! His name shall be praised. His name shall be praised. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. His name shall be praised. Come on. You got to make up in your mind that nothing, absolutely nothing, will stop your praise. Nothing will stop your praise. You've got to make up in your mind that you will not let the rocks cry out for you because he's got to be praised. It says his name shall, no if, ands, or buts about it, whether you're going through, whether you come out, whatever the situation is, his name shall be praised. Come on, get a revelation that he is worthy of your most holy praise. He is worthy of, of your most vigorous praise. He is worthy of your best praise. Come on, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Oh, we just shout amen. He's worthy to be praised. I'm getting ready to close now. But I need you to get a revelation. A sacrifice of praise or a supercilious posture? Let me close right here. Let me close right here. Let me close right here. I think, I think they give me three closes. So this is my first close. Do I have three closes or five closes? I'm just going to do this one close then. As I close, your praise and worship should have these three components. Your praise and worship should have these three things. Number one, an expression. Number two, an experience. And number three, an expectation. Your praise and worship should have an expression, an experience, and an expectation. Number one, an expression has reference to your mind. Number one, or letter A, your mind. Your mind. Your mind has reference to your, uh, your mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect as part of the soul, right? Part of the soul. Man is a tripartite being. He is a spirit who lives inside of a body and he possesses, he owns, he controls his soul, which includes his mind. The songwriter said it this way, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Do you understand that his name is holy? His name alone is excellent as the glory is above the earth and the heaven. Letter B, an expression has reference to, number one, the mind, then your mouth. This is an expression of praise and worship. I will bless the Lord at all times. All times means the good times, the bad times, the uncertain times, in times of crisis, in times of self-containment, in times of boredom. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. 
Come on, your mouth releases a praise unto God. It sends up a sweet-smelling savor and aroma to the nostrils of God. Come on, haven't you ever smelled something that smelled good? You start going, well, where, where's that popcorn at? Where's the collard greens at? You start following where the smell is. Come on. When you send up a sweet-smelling savor, a savory worship to God, God is coming to see what's cooking. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. An expression has reference to your mind, to your mouth, and to your mannerism. Your mannerism. Your mannerism. This includes singing, dancing, shouting, bowing down, lifting your hands, clapping your hands. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph come on we shout when we win and this is the deal we always win all we do is win we don't know how to do nothing else but win 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 no matter what we keep fighting a good fight of faith because we win come on up in here come on you never see people in a coliseum or a stadium and their team is winning and they're sitting down like this they're standing up, they're jumping, they're shouting, they're fist bumping, they're chest bumping, they're, they're spinning around, they're screaming and hollering. Come on. That's a sports team. What about our God? Come on. The ancient of days always was, always will be. Come on. He's good all the time and all the time God is good. An expression or your expression in, in praise and worship should include your mind, your mouth, your mannerisms, and number four, your money. Offering a sacrifice of your finances is praise and worship to God. It is. I remember, I believe it's in, it's in Genesis, I think. Genesis 15 or Exodus 15. I, get, I can't remember right off the after rip and God told Abraham that he was going to give him a son well he was old he was old and his wife was old and they had been buried and they had never had a child before and he said well how I know this is true this is how God answered him. Abraham said how do I know that it's true that you're going to do what you said you're going to do and this is what God said go bring me a sacrifice go bring me an offering bring me an offering he said, go get you some pigeons and some turtle doves and, and go get you some sacrifices. And in today's vernacular, it would be, go get an offering. Go get the very best gift. Get the very best seed that you can get. This is how you know for a fact that God sees and he hears and he answers. I know somebody got mad at me right there, but you just be mad anyway because I got to teach the truth. Come on. Come on. We, we It's okay if we, we talk about chicken dinners and car washes, but when you talk about finances and you talk about sowing money, people get upset with you. Somebody, all the church want is your money. What you think Walmart want? Why you think Walmart is open? The, the church can't be open, but Walmart open. What you think they want? I'll wait. Come on, we this this worship, this praise has to have an expression with your money. The Bible says where your treasury is, so is your heart. Where your treasury is, so is your heart. So when you want to know where your heart is, go and look at your checkbook, look in your check register, and you look where all your money is going. Is it the nail salon? Is it the restaurant? Is it the fast food place? Is it whatever, entertainment? Where is your, where is your heart? Look where you spend your money. That's where your heart is. Come on. I got to tell you the truth. I can't tell you part of the truth. I got to tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Are you listening to me? 
Come on, that's a part of our expression. Now, this is the deal. Get a revelation right here. Get a revelation right here. Get a revelation right here. You don't worship God for money. You don't worship God for money. You worship God with money. Come on. You can't buy a blessing. You can't even afford the blessing that you want. How are you going to buy a blessing? But you can't offer a sacrifice of praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Feel that thing. A sacrifice. Come on. If you got $10 million, $5 ain't a sacrifice. Come on. It's when you give the choice part of what you do have. You're not trying to buy a blessing. You can't buy it. God can't be bought. Come on. But you're worshiping God with your money, not for money. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Number two, your praise and worship should have an experience. When you offer your very best sacrifice of praise, you experience enjoyment. Don't we have fun at DFC? Man, we have so much fun at DFC. When you, when you offer your best sacrifice, you experience excitement. We're so excitable. I'm so excitable right now. The other day, I knocked my whole phone off the table, just excited, excited. When you offer your best sacrifice, you experience emotions. Now, I taught you earlier that I want to teach you how to lose your faith, not just emotionally, but intelligently. But there is a place for emotions. Come on, there's a place for emotions. When you're really in the presence of God, it's difficult to be in God's weighty presence and in the presence of God and not have a big old knot in your throat and find tears staining your cheeks and pulling at the bottom of your chin. It's just, it's in our worship experience at DFC, I'm, I can hardly go into worship without crying. My whole makeup is messed up before I even get up to preach because I've been so emotional. I get filled with emotions at just the presence, having an audience with the king. Come on. It, it's, it's, it's an emotional. Sometimes we laugh hysterically. Sometimes we run around the church. Sometimes we shout and we dance. Come on. We release our emotions. Come on. You experience enjoyment, excitement, and emotions. Or sometimes, remember the old mothers, back in the day, I didn't understand, but I understand real well now. The old mothers out of nowhere. You remember the old mothers out of nowhere, seemingly, seemingly out of nowhere, they would holler out, thank you. You turn around, thank you. So now guess what I do? Thank you. <laughs> I think about it. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. And then there should be some exaltation. There should be some exaltation. When you lift him higher than your situation, what did I say? When you lift him higher, when you make him bigger, when you lift him higher than your situation, the psalm writer said, the psalmist said that God would set you up on a rock above your enemies. So you up here, your enemies down there, you'd be like, look, look at them. Look at them. Come on. He sits you up on a rock above, far above your enemy. Get a revelation. Get a revelation because I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. But get a revelation that your praise puts you out of the reach of the devil. He's taking a running start. He's trying to jump. He's trying to leap. But God has put you up on a rock. You're out of the reach of the enemy. Number five, you should have edification. You should be edified. Listen to me.
when you offer your best sacrifice of praise, you should be edified. You will be elevated, upgraded, and ameliorated. Ah, oh, y'all better come in here. Here's the last thing. I got to close. I got to close. It's the last thing. Is that my second close? This is my second one. Okay. The last thing. When you go far in worship, I'm talking about far in praise and worship. You know what I mean? When you go deep, you go deep in there, you be in, you be in the pocket, you just be in there, you be to lead it up, you lay prostrate on the, the floor, you got the pattern of the carpet on your forehead, you don't care who's looking at you, you just want to worship God because he's good and, and over and over and over, he keeps blessing us. Come on, blessings that we know, you know good and well you don't deserve all the blessings that God has has given you come on we don't even deserve it but he's just good like that i'm telling you, you go deep you go deep in that praise and worship you got to expect something to happen come on when you go deep in that praise and worship like that you better expect god to do something come on we, we got to remember abraham remember abraham was told to offer his son isaac right the promise child he was he was told to offer the promise as a sacrifice and worship but Abraham had the mindset, I'm going so deep in this worship. I'm going so far in here. God going to have to move. And he even told his servants, he said, me and the lad, we going yonder to worship, but we'll be back. He didn't say we're going yonder to worship and I'm coming back. He said, we're going yonder to worship and we coming back. We coming off of this mountain. I have an expectation. I have an expectation that God is going to do something. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I expect him to do it. You don't have to know how. You just have to expect him to do it. And God honored Abraham. God honored him. And God gave him a ram in the bush. God gave him a ram in the bush. And I'm prophesying to you today that God has given you a ram in the bush as well. It's time for you to worship, worship, worship. Empty yourself of you. All your negativity, all of your perversion, all of your crazy thoughts, all of your stuff. And expect God to move. Expect God to provide a ram in the bush. For you. Last one and I got to go. The expectation. Come on. There's an expectation. There's an expectation. Number one. Intensified reality of God's presence. You begin to feel him. You feel him. You say, I've seen him move. He moved the mountain. And I believe I'll see him do it again. Come on. You have an intensified reality of God's presence. Number two, you have an invocation of his power. His power, his might, his ability begins to rest on you. Then you have an infusion of joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. How do you have joy in crisis time in a time of, of self-containment? Because I know something. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. Therefore, I have joy unspeakable, full of glory. Then you receive number four, instruction. Instruction for a better life. Or I like to say it this way from my old zip code instruction for a more better life come on jesus said that he came so that you can have this life what more abundantly so that you can have the more better life number five inspiration 
When you, you get in that pocket, you get deep in that worship, God will give you inspiration to hold on just a little while longer. Number six, intimacy with God. Intimacy into me. See, into me. See, into me. Intimacy with God that matures you. Come on. So that you grow up. You don't stay a, a little baby sucking on a baby bottle. You grow up in the things of God so that the things I used to do, I don't do them no more. Oh, God, I thank you. And number seven, ignites a revival. Ignites, ignites a revival in Destiny Faith Church, a revival in your household, a revival in your finances, a revival in your body, a revival in your community, a revival in your city, a revival in your state. A revival in your nation. A revival in this land. There's going to be a revival in the land. From the north to the south to the east to the west. There shall be revival in the land. Come on. Don't you dare let the rocks cry out for you. Sacrifice a praise. A supercilious posture or a super silly person. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.